welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today. Two years ago, we taught on Resurrection Sunday, death lost. I mean, that's one of the most important things that we need to know that happened when Jesus died, was buried, and rose from the dead. Death couldn't hold him down. It says he loosed the pains of death. Jesus' soul was not left in hell, neither did God suffer his Holy One to see corruption. He loosed the pains of death and bursted out of there by the glory of God, and he's alive forevermore. And now he has the keys to death and hell. The devil doesn't have him anymore. Jesus got him, so we wouldn't have to go to that awful place. Praise God, we're free. Say it from your heart. Death lost. Say this, resurrection changes everything. Come on, man. Thank God for counsel of men. Thank God for natural remedies. But I'm telling you, when those things fail, resurrection can change everything. The world telling you there's no hope, you know, with the disease or or mental issues or, or problems in relation. The world telling you no hope. That is not Jesus telling you there's no hope. Are you kidding me? There's no such thing as no hope in God's vocabulary. There's always hope. Jesus is alive in the resurrection power. Jesus can raise you up out of spiritual death in the spiritual life. You can become a child of God in a moment of time because of the resurrection power of God. You can come out of the off the road to hell. You can get on the road to heaven all by believing in Jesus and believing that God raised him from the dead. It's possible. And if that power can raise you from the spiritually dead, it can fix your broken body. It can heal your marriage. It can fix your finances. That power, there's more than enough power for you to live in victory than you'll ever need in this life. For everybody on the planet, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is more than a nice little Sunday school story. It's the power of God setting man free from everything. Sin and the devil messed up in the beginning. Jesus spoiled principalities and powers between the cross and the throne. He rose up triumphantly and he victoriously destroyed the devil. He rose from the dead and there wasn't a thing the devil and all demons of hell could do about it. And Jesus did all that for you and me to pave the way so we could get above all these things and live forever with the Father. And so praise God. I'm already preaching. I hope you're having a good time because I am. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And as you're turning there, and we're going to read verses 12 through 23, I believe it is. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And Father, as we get deeper in your word now, we're asking that the teacher, the great, wonderful Holy Spirit, would open our eyes to see things that we need right now. You know what we've come through. You know where we are. And you know what's around the corner. And your word will prepare us and make us so strong that we'll overcome anything that comes our way. We'll live in the victory you provided by your blood. And so, Father, give us the words we need right now. Help us to change, not just learn, and to go to the next levels in our life. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Before I read the scripture, I got to say this. The Bible says that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we also should walk in newness of life. That newness of life is life more abundantly. It's victory. It's peace. It's forgiveness for sins. It's knowing you're right with God, being a child of God, healed, delivered, prosperous, strong, blessed, wise in every area of your life. Walking in newness of life 
is available to everybody on this planet. But because you have free will, you can walk any way you want. I suggest you walk the way God wants you to walk and you'll enter into this newness of life, which is far above all the darkness and craziness of this world. Think about it. Like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. He didn't raise himself from the dead. The glory of the Father raised him from. And you don't have to live in newness of life on your own. Just believe in Jesus. Believe that what he said about you is true. And you'll start to be lifted up by a power greater than you into a life that only Jesus can give. It's called life more abundantly, free from anxiety. I know what it's like to be bound by fear, anxiety, paranoia, sickness, disease. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to grow up without a dad and all the problems that go with that. But I also know what it's like to be lifted above all that junk the world said I had to cope with. Friend, I had a great day in my life when I realized I don't have to cope for 90 years with all these problems and abuses. I can overcome every one of them by the blood of Jesus. And so can you. I know sometimes I get a little wild preaching because if you were in the darkness I was in and you got free from the darkness I got free from, you'd be a little wild too and you wouldn't care what people think. I don't care what people think. They didn't die for me. I care what Jesus thinks, and I'm going to stay on fire for him. Yeah. Praise the Lord. So 1 Corinthians 15. Are you all ready? <laughs> 1 Corinthians 15. Let's start in verse 12. It says, Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? In Paul's day, there were some people saying, I don't believe in the resurrection. You know, Jesus was a good man. He was a prophet. Oh, he taught on love really good. But that rising from the dead, I don't know about that. Verse 13. But it, Paul said, if there be no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. He's trying to convince these people, listen, you need to put away your little philosophies and all your mental reasonings. Jesus rose from the dead, whether you understand it or not. Aren't you glad you don't have to understand it to be saved? You just got to believe it to be saved. So look at the next verse. And Christ, and if Christ be not risen, then our preaching is vain and your faith is also vain. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God because we've testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead don't rise, then Christ is not raised. And if Christ be not raised, you are Excuse me, if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain and you're still in your sins. Oh, we better be thanking God that Jesus was raised from the dead or we'd still be in our sins. Then they also, which are fallen asleep in Christ, they're perished. They have no hope. And if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. How miserable I can look back, you know, it's, it's been 30 some years since I, I've been a believer, but I don't forget the hopelessness that I came out of. It was awful. You talk about without hope, without God, bound, scared, afraid to die and all these other weird fears. I remember what it's like to be hopeless. It's terrible. It's awful. It's of the devil. It's not from God. But I also remember the day that burden was rolled off my back. And I saw the truth and the light came into my life and Jesus came to live on the inside of me. Changed everything. How miserable would it be to think that this life is all there is? In Jesus' day, there were two groups of people. One was called the Pharisees and one was called the Sadducees. 
Now, the Pharisees believed in the resurrection, but they had a lot of problem with a lot of other things Jesus was teaching because they were just off. They, they, they weren't open to correction. They thought they were above it all. And then there was another group of people called the Sadducees. The Sadducees did not believe in spirit and they did not believe that there was a spirit world and they didn't believe in the resurrection. They did not believe in the resurrection. And they were called Sadducees. One group was called the Pharisees. The other group was called the Sadducees. And they didn't believe there's any resurrection. And that's why they were so sad, you see. You don't believe there's anything beyond this life? You are a miserable person. Friend, aren't you glad? Did you realize this life right here is the shortest thing we will all ever do? The Bible says our life on earth is like a vapor. Next time you see a vapor coming off the tea kettle or out, so you, your breath outside in the cold air, see how long it lasts. The Bible says that's how long your life on the earth is compared to eternity. You following me? And here's something we need to realize. I, 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 was, uh, I was looking at this bumper sticker again. It has all these little symbols, you know, like eight symbols in the cross at the end. It says coexist. Well, li friend, Listen. We're, we're all existing, but not everybody is living beyond existing. People that receive Jesus are going to exist forever and live forever with Him. People that don't receive Jesus are going to exist forever and not live forever. They'll exist, but they won't have life. And the interesting thing about it is people think God's sending people to hell. No, God gives man an option. It's not his choice where we end up. It's our choice. He's not going to make us take the right road. You know, the Bible says that um, Jesus came into the world not to condemn sinners, but to save sinners. The Bible says that people that are in the world are condemned already. God doesn't have to condemn somebody who's already condemned. Adam condemned everybody. This whole earth got into a mess because of Adam. Jesus is trying to save everybody. And you don't have to send somebody to hell who, who's already on the road to hell. Adam put everybody on this planet on a road to hell. But if you've accepted Jesus, he gets you off that road and gets you on the right road. And we're going to read that here. Look at here. What verse are we on? Verse 19. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we're of all men most miserable. Our hope goes past this life. Oh, I don't know how people make it. Thinking this is everything there is. How gray, how dull. No wonder the world is so afraid. The next verse said, but now Christ is risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. In other words, he paved the way so everybody else who believes in him could live forever and rise on the last day. Now notice verse 21, for since by man came death, Adam, by man Jesus came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive, but every man in his own order. Christ the first fruits, Afterward, they that are Christ's at his coming. Now, at his coming, the dead in Christ are going to rise first with their immortal body. We which are alive are going to rise as we're transformed in the moment in a twinkling of an eye. And we're going to be changed from mortal to immortality quicker than an atomic second. This is a real event that's about to happen. It's called the catching away of the saints. And we shouldn't freak out. There's already been some raptures. There's already been some people bodily translated from earth to heaven. 
Enoch was the very first one, the seventh from Adam, who prophesied, The Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. Enoch walked with God and was not, for God took him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. By faith, Enoch was translated bodily out of the earth realm. I mean, he's just serving God. One day he takes another step, gone forever, bodily, in the realm of the Spirit. If God's going to take anybody, that's how he takes them bodily or sends a a heaven's chariot you know a a whirlwind and and brings them up without hurt and harm i don't like these people who say oh god took that little person in that car wreck oh god took that spouse with cancer no he received them if they were christians but he didn't take them out the thief comes not but for to kill steal, and destroy god jesus said i've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly so church listen closely in adam all die That's different than thinking, well, God's just going to send some people to hell, I guess. No, in Adam all die. God's not sending anybody to hell. He's trying to get people off the road Adam put them on. Hell was prepared for the devil and his angels, not for man. Will man go? Yeah, if they they reject the only lifesaver, they go because they stay on the road Adam put them on. God didn't put them on that road. God's not sending people to hell. Adam messed this whole thing up. Verse, what does it say? Verse 22, in Adam all die, but in Christ shall all be made alive if you believe in him. So I wanted you to see here that Jesus was raised from the dead. Amen. He was raised from the dead. Turn with me to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. You know, you can't find anywhere on this planet where the bones of Jesus of Nazareth is. Can't say that about any of the other thousands of religions in the world. There's bones. I mean, I just even reading the other day found Buddha's skull. and um, every, Everybody else that claimed to be a deity or that people claimed to be a deity, you will find their tombs, you will find their graves or their ashes or their bones. They did not rise from the dead. A very interesting thing about Christianity is, number one, it's not a religion. It's a relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ. I don't like calling Christianity the only religion that's talked about in the New Testament. It's not even in connection with being saved. The only religion that's talked about is this. True religion, true religion, pure religion, and undefiled is this. That we visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, and that we keep ourselves unspotted from the world. That's the only religion. It's not talking about being saved. It's talking about how you live after you're saved. So Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is a relationship. Most religions are getting on the ladder trying to climb up to God. Christianity is God. Jesus came down from heaven and lifted us up somewhere where we couldn't lift ourselves. So so listen closely, guys. Jesus was raised from the dead. He, He went through what he went through so we could get the life that only he could give. He restored to us what Adam lost. The first Adam messed this whole thing up. The last Adam fixed everything. But you still have to believe in him if you want eternal life. And so, you you know, I found this out. You can't be a prideful person and make it to heaven. You're going to have to admit, I need a savior. I need a king. And you're going to have to bow your knee and say, Lord, you're you're him. Because if you can't do this and say, Jesus is Lord... You're in bigger trouble than you think. You need a Savior. I need a Savior. 
Arnold Schwarzenegger needs a savior, right? Bruce Willis needs a savior. Tom Cruise needs it. Every macho figure in this world, Mr. America needs a savior because there's no way we could change our nature. Only he can do that by believing in his son. A leopard can't change its spots, the Bible says, and a man cannot change his nature. We need the help of God to get out of the mess Adam put us into. And thank God his help is available to everybody. On You know, I found this out. Some people need saved from their badness. They're just living like the devil and sinning left and right, don't believe in Jesus, going out in the darkness, don't care. And they need saved from that mess. And then there's some people that need saved from their goodness. You know what I mean? They're trusting in their goodness to save them. But you can't get to heaven because you're good. You get to heaven because you believe in Jesus. It's interesting that some good people end up in hell and some bad people end up in heaven. Believing in Jesus makes all the difference. And this scripture we're going to read right now tells you exactly how to get saved. It tells you also exactly how to get healed and delivered from any problem the devil will throw your way. Are you ready? Romans chapter 10, look at verse 9 and 10. I want to show you here why Jesus was raised from the dead. Number one, we established the fact Jesus was raised from the dead. Number two, why was he raised from the dead? Look at Romans 10, verse 9 and 10. Go ahead and put that up on the screen. The Bible says, this is the Holy Spirit through Paul telling everybody on this planet that if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, or say, Jesus is Lord, and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Now, friend... I'm going to say it again. A lot of people just can't come to the point where they can say Jesus is Lord because, see, they're their own Lord. How many know you make a terrible Lord when it comes to eternal life? <laughs> you can't get yourself to heaven. Read this scripture again. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and a lot of people that have a problem with pride can't say that. You know what you need to do if you have a hard time saying this? You need to rebuke whatever's trying to make it hard for you to say this and humble yourselves and say something you thought you'd never say because this is vital if you want to be saved. Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father in heaven. If you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my Father. In other words, he said, I'm not going to push anything off on you. If you don't want me, I'll leave you alone. But he wants you. You need to want him. He's the savior of all men. He's the prince of the kings of the earth. Give me a break. You talk about hanging around with cool celebrities. The prince of the kings of the earth? You can't get any higher than that. He's the captain of our salvation, the resurrection and the life. The lion of the tribe of Judah and he reigns. He's the king of kings and lord of lords. Are you kidding me? His name is called faithful and true. Alpha, Omega, beginning and the end. Friend who sticks closer than a brother. Oh my goodness. And the list goes on. Who wouldn't want to hang out with someone like that? The devil's a liar. He constantly tries to tell people, you wouldn't like the real Jesus. You wouldn't like Christianity. Oh, it's boring to live for God. The opposite's true. To live for God means fullness of joy, life forevermore, peace without peace that passes understanding, right? And by the way, another scripture says, if you really serve the Lord and delight greatly in His commandments, He'll make you wealthy. Wealth and riches will be in your house, and your righteousness will endure forever, and your children will be powerful on the earth. That's what it says. Just another benefit of putting... See, the devil's a liar. He wants you to think, well, you become a Christian, you're going to become poor, barely make it, struggle all your life, you know, because God wants you to suffer. Lie, 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 lie. 
devil's a liar. He knows how good it is to serve the Lord. He's been in the presence of God before he fell. He knows how glorious it is, how bright it is, and he knows he can't ever get back there. So he's trying to deceive people that it's really not that good to follow him, which is a lie. Following Jesus is the best thing you could ever do. Are you, are you sensing that, church? So um, Romans 10, 9 and 10, go back to verse 9. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, so spit out your pride and say it, Jesus is Lord. Just, just, I'm not saying you have to say it right now. Just, friend, don't let this hinder you from going to heaven. Jesus is Lord. Are you kidding me? Be the, be the knight. Be, be the, the knight before the Lord with your sword and armor and say, Lord Jesus. See, we're not talking about little wimpy stuff. We're talking about serving the King of kings and Lord of lords. Who do you think he's the king over and who do you think he's a lord over? We're also kings and lords under the king of kings and lord of lords. So get on your knee as a knight of the morning star and declare, Jesus, I'll serve you to the end. I'll do your will for my life. It's not my will. It's your will be done. You're talking about a high royal place to bow before the King of kings and Lord of lords and for him to lift you up and say, you're my co-laborer. Oh, glory to God. So notice, two things if you want to be saved. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you're going to have to do that. You should want to do that. And, everybody say, and. And you shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. Well, pastor, preacher, man, I, I believe Jesus is a historical figure. And he, yeah, I say he was a prophet of God. And, oh, did he teach well on love. And, boy, did he show us love by dying on a cross. And, yeah, Jesus is a, a miracle worker, good man. But that resurrection from the dead stuff, I don't know about that. And you're lost. You're lost. This scripture, put it back up. This scripture says... You have to believe that God raised Jesus from the dead in order to be saved. You can't just believe Jesus was a good person. You can't just believe he was a prophet. You can't just believe he was a miracle worker. This scripture said it's vital that we confess him as Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. Then thou shalt be saved or you shall be saved. It's vital to believe in the resurrection. You don't have to understand it all. Just believe it. And then after you believe it, you'll start to understand it. It's funny. Everybody wants to understand the gospel and then believe it. Jesus said you got to be born again. Then you see the kingdom of God. You don't see and then you're born again. You're born again by faith and then you start to see what it's all about. You just got to believe Father knows best. And do and believe what he said. And it says here, if you confess Jesus as your Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, thou, that means you, shall be Saved. Those are probably some of the most powerful words you will ever hear or share with someone else that they will ever hear in your whole existence on this existence on this planet. That's how you get saved. Paul broke it down, made it very clear how we go from spiritual death to spiritual life, how we go from being a child of the devil to being a child of God. Pastor, are you saying that I'm a child of the devil if I haven't believed in Jesus? No, I'm not saying that Jesus said it. He told Pharisees, religious people who went to church all the time, you're of your father the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. And he went on to explain some other things about the nature of the devil. We were all there. But thank God you don't have to stay there. You can get out of that mess and let God be your father and Jesus be your Lord. And he'll do it in a split second of time. Just confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead and you'll be saved. So, you know, you can be a church person and be lost. You could be a good person and be lost. 
You could be a person who works in the church and be lost. But if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you're saved or God lied. I'm going to go with he didn't lie. You're saved. If you do those two things, aren't you glad he didn't say if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you have this overwhelming feeling that God raised Jesus from the dead, you'll be saved? No, it doesn't matter about feelings. You could feel as dry as the Mojave Desert and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you'll be saved if you believe that. Watch out about this feeling thing telling you how life really is or who God really is or what you are or how you are. The Bible tells us the things we need to know. Stick with the word of God. Be an instrument-rated Christian. Fly by the instruments. Amen, no matter what it feels like. If it feels like you're upside down and God says you're right side up, you're right side up. Turn with me to Romans 6. So I showed you um, two things. Number one, Jesus was raised from the dead, obviously. Paul makes it very clear by the Holy Ghost. Plus, if you ever find the bones of Jesus of Nazareth, let me know. And if you do, they're not his bones. Because he rose from the dead and ascended bodily into heaven. The disciples saw him and the, the angel said, This same Jesus that you see go into heaven was so come in like manner. That's talking about the second coming. Friend, we want you saved. We want you, if, you're, if you have been saved, we want you to come back to the Lord. These are very interesting times we're living in right now. The things that are happening in our world globally right now is causing a lot of people to look up. Praise God. Look up and look to Jesus. Talk to a pastor friend that you know. Talk to a Christian that you know. Go to that church the Lord's been dealing with you about going to. Get your life on the right path. Come back to God if you're away from God. Get born again if you've never been born again. Because we're living in the end of all things. The end of all things is at hand. These are the last days. I don't know how many more days we got till Jesus calls up us up in the air and we meet him in the air. And I know some people say, well, Pastor, what in the world are you talking about? That sounds like a science fiction movie. No, it's reality. It's the B-I-B-L-E. Let me just quote it to you again. Can I? I love quoting this scripture. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, Paul said, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord. This is not something Paul got out of a reader's digest or some little scroll on the side of the beach. He said, I got this directly from the Lord. And the Lord appeared to him many times. And Paul said, I got this by the word of... You'll hear things about the rapture of the church in the epistles of Paul that you don't even hear about a lot in the Gospels because Jesus was sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. You hear a lot about what's going to happen to the church in the last days when you start reading what Paul wrote to the churches. Jesus mentions it a few times, but if you really want to know about the event that's about to happen, the catching away of the saints, you've got to read what Paul said to the churches. And he said this. Are you ready? I'm quoting scripture. Some of you really need to hear this. The Bible says, The Lord shall descend from heaven with a shout. That's about to happen. The Lord shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. In other words, those that have already passed away, fallen asleep in the Lord, their spirits are with God. But at this moment when the Lord comes back, they're going to rise with their immortal body. And their immortal body is going to meet their immortal spirit. And they'll have flesh and bone and spirit. Right now, they're just spirit. Other than Enoch, Elijah, maybe Moses, and Jesus. They have physical flesh and bone bodies in heaven. Others are in just their spiritual bodies. But the, the Bible says the dead in Christ are going to rise first. And then we which are alive and remain 
shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Don't be late for that meeting. (laughs) And the Bible says, so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Friend, that's an event that's about to happen. The disappearing of the church. And the Bible says we're going to be changed in a moment. This mortal is going to put on immortality as quickly as an atomic second. The twinkling of an eye, says the King James. You look it up, it's an atomic second. We are changed from mortal to immortality. And we're going up, not down. Amen. When you get an elevator, you you want to go up, you push the up button, right? (laughs) Believing in Jesus is pushing the up button, (laughs) all right? We're going up when that trumpet sounds. And I said all that to say this, friend, we love you. We care about you. And if if you're watching as a believer, I want to encourage you. Let this message stir you up to go to the next level in God. There's no limit to how high we can go in the Lord. Appropriate the resurrection power of Jesus and go to the next level. I sense this in my spirit when we were singing, Were You There? When they crucified my Lord. Sometimes it causes me to tremble. God called me to the ministry a long time ago. When I heard that song, I was in the Catholic Church. I was like 12 years old, maybe 13. I was watching a movie called King of Kings where Jesus was being crucified. And then we sang this song in church around uh, Stations of the Cross or whatever it was in the Catholic Church. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? I tell you, I started crying as a 12, 13-year-old boy. I don't know what was going on. I just knew that that song was like, sometimes it causes me to tremble. I saw the Lord being crucified. It was the Spirit of God calling me up and out of the crazy life I was in into a full-time ministry of serving Him and walking in the things He prepared for me, which are far greater than any of the dreams I had. I was called as a boy. And so I told my mom, I said, Mom, I think I want to be, I want to, I want to be a Catholic priest. I want, to, I want to go away to a monastery. I, I want to be a, a, a monk or whatever it takes to sell out to God because that's all I could relate it to. But I started growing in the Word and I realized, wait a minute, being called to God doesn't mean I'm going to be a Catholic priest necessarily. It just means I'm being called of God. found out later I was called to be a pastor. I was going to be a rock and roller, you know, move to Hollywood and make it big. Thank God the Lord saved me from making it big. Most people cannot handle making it big. There's too many chokeholds of the enemy and lusts of other things and deceitfulness of riches. Thank God I got saved from making it big in the world's eyes. But I'm telling you, man, the the Lord raised me up and he can raise you up. So no matter what you're going through, there's a resurrection power for you today. And number one, if you're not saved, believe in Jesus, confess him as Lord, believe God raised him from the dead. And that power will raise you up out of spiritual death in the spiritual life. And you will be a forever child of God and nothing will be able to pluck you out of his hand. But that power is also available for your sick body. It's also available to help you overcome sin. Look at Romans chapter 6, verse 4. How was Jesus raised from the dead? If you can find this out, then you can find out how you can rise into life more abundantly. Romans 6, 4. Everybody's trying to do things in their own power. Oh, I'm trying to get healed. Oh, I'm trying to get this. Oh, I'm trying to be successful. How about you let the Lord help you be those things because He's already been there. And He's got much more power than you just trying in your own power. So look at, you see that Romans 6, verse 4? It says that like as, therefore, we are buried with Jesus by baptism into death, by identification and our faith in Him, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead, how? How was Christ raised up from the dead? He was 100% reliant upon something coming from above 
and raising him up. Because he had put himself in a position where he couldn't, he couldn't raise himself up. He was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even so we, by the glory of the Father, also should walk in newness of life. Doesn't that sound good? This newness of life. A lot of people think, oh, newness of life means I just, I'm not sinning anymore and I'm doing better and my act's getting cleaned up. That's a part of it. Another part of newness of life is health and strength. Peace of mind, no more depression, freedom from fear, freedom from poverty, freedom from lack. This newness of life is for everybody on this planet. It's number one, coming into the family of God, being born again. But after that, there's all kinds of other amazing things this life has for you. Newness of life includes healing, health, strength, prosperity, as well as sins forgiven and going to heaven when you die. Isn't that powerful? How do we walk in newness of life? Well, like Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, by the glory of the Father, we're also going to walk in newness of life. Uh, might want to know a little bit about the glory of the Father so we can appropriate more of this life here and now on our way to heaven. One more scripture, Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. And I want you to see this scripture here in verse 11. Romans 8, 11. And then we're going to pray, and I believe miracles are going to happen. Some have already happened. You can't hear a word like this and believe it and, not, and stay the same. Notice Romans 8, 11. Paul, by the Spirit of God, said, If the Spirit of God, the, if the Spirit of Jesus, if the Spirit of Him that raised up from, excuse me, if the Spirit of the Father that raised up Jesus from the dead lives in you, and He does if you're a born-again believer, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also make alive your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. Here it's talking about the resurrection power of God affecting your mortal body. Aha! Uh -huh. Thank God it fixed our spirit. Thank God it gave us, brought us into the family of God. But is there anything else that this power can do for us? Do you have a mortal body? Pinch yourself if it hurts, you have a mortal body. Ah, yeah, I'm not dreaming, it's a mortal body. The Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Father that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. So we need to know about this powerful person, the Holy Spirit. Receive Jesus, you go to heaven when you die. Receive the fullness of the Spirit, you live with power until you die. Did you hear what I said? All you got to do to get to heaven is receive Jesus. But if you want power until you see Jesus face to face, if you want overcoming power to live in victory and fulfill the perfect will of God for your life, you need to be very, very interested in the Holy Spirit. Because He's the one who has the quickening and the life and the power you are going to need. Pastor, you think I'll need some power? I don't think you will. I know you will. All kinds of crazy stuff tries to come against you in this life. Disease, fear, bondage, demons, outright assaults of the enemy, terrorism, all kinds of crazy stuff going to try to come against you. Plagues, pestilence. But the Spirit of God has all the power you need to live above it and to pull other people from it if they'll let you. Quickening the mortal body. Oh, this is so powerful. I sense in my heart, I said, I was giving my testimony earlier that there's young people watching right now. And if you're a young person between the ages of 12 and 21, you need to know there's a call of God on your life. And there are many invisible forces trying to 
tempt you away from that call saying something's better, something's flashier, something's more satisfying. It's the enemy. It's the enemy. Young person, listen to me. You need to seek the Lord and call out to him and he's going to start showing you his plan for your life and it's going to blow away your little pea brain plans. I'm telling you, he has a plan for your life that's royal and it goes past this life and there's eternal significance connected with it. I'm going to say there's some people listening to me right now. You're hanging around the wrong people. They're influencing you in the wrong way. They're, they're, they're polluting your pure spirit. You need to get away from those people. Loving them is getting away from them because you can't help them in that mess. You've got to get away from them, then come back to them with the power of God later and not get so tightly hooked up with them and let them pull you there where you need to pull them God's way. And you're not going to be able to do that if you're staying around them. There's some people that are defiling you. They're defiling your thoughts, your beliefs, your conscience. You know, you've heard God before, but these people are pulling you away from what you know is right. You need to get out of that mess. I'm saying this by the Spirit of God. You need to get out and sever some connections because these people, they may be good looking, they may smell great, they may kiss great. You need to get away from them. If they're pulling you away from your first love and the one who died for you and rose from the dead for you and trying to contaminate that in any way, shape or form, Cut the cord. God's got something a hundred times better for you. Go with the plan of God, young person. Go with the plan of God. There's a lot of contaminating things happening right now in the church. And some of the best advice is just stay away from those people that are trying to contaminate you. It'll hurt your soul. Friend, Jesus died for you. Another person didn't. Jesus rose from the dead for you. Another person didn't. Before we close right now, I want to pray a prayer. I want to pray, and I'm going to hit a couple areas here. Number one, I'm going to pray for you if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. If you know in your heart you're not a child of God, or you're just not sure, or even this, you may say, well, well, Pastor, I, I think I'm saved. That is not good enough. Well, Pastor, I hope I'm saved. That is not good enough. You're, this is eternal life we're talking about here. Think I might be, or I hope I am. That's not going to cut it. John said, we know! We pass from death unto life. We don't wonder. We don't hope. We know. We're confident that we pass from death unto life. Because we got the love of God in our heart and we love the brethren. Paul said, I'm confident. I'm co See, well, you can't wish and wash about this. Uh, Paul said, I'm confident that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I don't wonder about it. I'm not hoping. I'm confident. You need to be confident. If you're not confident that you're a child of God, you can be after this simple prayer. So right now, if you want to be born again, and Jesus said you must be, it's not an option. If you want to be born again, just pray this prayer. It's in line with the scripture we just read. Say this if you want to be saved, because Jesus will save you right now. So say this with me. Jesus, I believe in you. I may not understand everything, but I believe in you. I confess with my mouth Jesus Christ is Lord. And I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead. And now, Lord Jesus, I take you at your word. According to you, I am now saved. Feelings or no feelings. Hot flash or no hot flash. Bright lights or no bright lights. Thank God for him if you got him. Now, now say this, Jesus, thank you for saving me. I'll never doubt my salvation because you did not lie to me. I shall be saved. I am saved. Thank you. Now, friends, look at me. I know there's some people out there struggling with depression. Some of you are struggling with drug addiction. Some of you have just been diagnosed with bad things in your blood. 
I'm getting this right now by the Spirit of God. There's some of you that have a child who's in the hospital and it's not looking good. Friend, this is Resurrection Day. This is Resurrection Sunday. Mommy and Daddy, you have a lot of power available you maybe haven't been using. And we're going to pray that that power comes up within you and out of you towards your child. Because this is Resurrection Sunday. Jesus Christ is Lord. It's not God's will that any little ones perish. It's God's will that we rise up. Hear these two words, rise up. Mom and dad, rise up in faith and declare, sickness, you will not take out my child. Rise up and say, in Jesus' name, sickness, you will not destroy my young, my young child's life. Sickness, you will not take a family member away from me. Rise up. The Spirit of God is saying that to you right now. Arise. Take your authority. Use it in the name of Jesus. Rebuke the spirit of whatever that's trying to mess with the problem. Declare healing towards your children. Declare healing towards your spouse, yourself. Because this is Resurrection Sunday. Every day can be Resurrection Sunday. May this just be a priming of the next 364 days. Living in this power every day of our life. If you need help in the mental area, the Lord told us in prayer meeting the other day that we're living in a time right now before the coming of the Lord, a lot of mental illness is going to be just healed. People are going to be delivered right on the spot. Some are going to be healed by degree. Some are going to be healed immediately. Mental illnesses. Jesus is bigger than all that. He restores your soul. Are you kidding me? He strengthens you with strength in your soul. If it's physical, if it's financial, if it's a relationship thing, if it's a family thing, if it's a soul or mind thing, if it's a disease or whatever it is, right now I'm going to pray. And you need to expect the healing power of God to hit your life like a powerful love ball from heaven. Heavenly Father, I pray for those that are listening and watching right now. Help them to receive the power they need in their life. We know it's available. You've already provided it. Jesus already gave it to us. And now we pray you'd help him to receive it. And I declare right now by the power of God, be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed of asthma. Be healed of leukemia. Be healed of the brain tumor. Be healed of that depression. Be delivered from anxiety. Be set free from suicidal, hopeless thoughts. Shut up, devil, in Jesus' name. Quit lying to the people. We claim the people of God and the people that are watching this broadcast healed and delivered by the power of God in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I declare you are free. By the power of God, by the name of Jesus, you are free. Free indeed. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Oh, now just say this. I receive the healing power of God into my life right now. And I arise. I rise up in my spirit in my soul and in my body into newness of life by the Spirit of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about this ministry, visit faithheights.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. To sow into this ministry, visit faithheights.org and click on the Donate tab.